Welcome to the Italian Wine Podcast. This episode has been brought to you by the Wine to Wine Business Forum 2022. This year will mark the ninth edition of the forum to be held on November 7th and 8th of 2022 in Verona, Italy. This year will be an exclusively in-person edition. The main theme of the event will be all-round wine communication. Tickets are on sale now, so for more information, please visit us at winetowine.net. Italian Wine Podcast, a Wine to Wine Business Forum 2021 media partner, is proud to present a series of sessions highlighting the key themes and ideas from the two-day event held on October the 18th and 19th. 2021. This hybrid edition of the Business Forum was jam-packed with the most informed speakers discussing some of the hottest topics in the wine industry today. For more information, please visit winetowine.net and tune in every Thursday at 2pm Central European Time for more episodes recorded during this latest edition of Wine to Wine Business Forum. Mr. Artem Lebedev. Artem was born in uh, St. Petersburg and then he moved to um, Europe for work for a couple of years and then he settled down in Almaty in Kazakhstan and uh, he's the Vinitri Italian uh, International Academy wine ambassador. He's the president also of the Kazakhstan Sommelier Association and the CEO of the annual contest of the best sommelier in Kazakhstan, which I believe was last week. Yeah. And you were busy doing the... Crazy. Crazy busy. And also is a co-owner and main lecturer of the sommelier school in uh, Almaty. So today, uh, the session will be about how to enter the Kazakhstan wine market. It is a market where not many Italian producers are in. Uh, so we want to know a little bit more of how the market is, how the trend is, uh, and how we can uh, enter this market. Yeah, thank you for the introduction and uh, good good day. Ladies and gentlemen, first of all, I would like to say sorry for my English because it's uh, not very good and I will, uh, I will sometimes miss something. And thank you for uh, coming here. Uh, for me, it's very important, and uh, I hope for uh, those of you who are working with wine, uh, it will be also in future maybe important. So my my topic: how to enter Kazakhstan market. But it's only to it, it's nothing. Uh, the main question is why should we or should you uh, enter the um, Kazakhstan market? And I will explain in my presentation a bit. Yeah, the like. My photo with some some words about, but uh, you have already heard about it, so we can uh, skip to to the next one and uh, start speaking about Kazakhstan. So when people uh, heard about Kazakhstan, especially in Italy, they also uh, sometimes uh, mess where is it, what is it, and I know that in Italy everybody told uh, Kazakhstan. Yeah, so that the right pronunciation is Kazakhstan, uh, to, 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 to make it everything crystal clear. And when people think about Kazakhstan, they think about, uh, this, this kind of stuff. And it's more or less so. So it's the huge step without nothing. 
without life, without anything. Uh, and uh, there are some big cities which can uh, be very beautiful, uh, but uh, mainly it's the steppe. So where is uh, Kazakhstan situated? This is the uh, Republic of Kazakhstan. It's uh, situated in the uh, middle of Central Asia, and it's uh, bordered by uh, other huge countries from the north, from the east, like Russia and uh, Mongolia, almost bordered. And in um, uh, Kazakhstan, there are 18 million people. How many is in Italy? How many more, more, more are or less. in Italy? Is it 60, around 60 million. But uh, imagine how big is Italy and how huge is uh, Kazakhstan. So 18 million people on this territory. Uh, the Kazakhstan has number nine or number ten, number nine territory in the world in terms of uh, uh, in terms of size. So you have less than six people. On the square uh, kilometer, and uh, the bad thing that uh, from it's not the bad thing; it's bad thing for wine culture that almost half of these people are Muslim, so they don't officially drink alcohol. Of course, they drink. I think all fifty percent drink, but officially not, of course. So, uh, and Kazakhstan have a lot of uh, deposits, a lot of natural resources. So uh, there are a lot of very, very, very rich people who basically can buy everything. And they love to come to Sardinia to spend their time with their yachts. So uh, more or less, it's uh, reminiscent of uh, Russia. So this is the capital of uh, their... Is it good to see? So this is the capital, new capital of Kazakhstan. It's uh, the Astana or Nur Sultan. Nur Sultan is the name of the first president. So it's beautiful. It's a lot of light. And it's not like from the first picture with the step. So, of course, uh, all the wine consumption uh, focused on uh, this kind of cities. And all the wines are very good selling there. Uh, and also the spirits, of course. And if we speak, uh, if we focus more on, uh, on the wine exactly, on the wine market, we have uh, the history traced back to the 6th, 7th century AD, but then uh, they lost everything. I say they because I'm originally from Russia. So I came to live in Kazakhstan for seven years and do my business now there. So they miss everything. So you have the uh, cradle of wine in Georgia and the traces of wine going to the north, to the west, to the east. And Kazakhstan is very close to, to Georgia, to the cradle of wine. So we have wine culture there from, from the seventh century minimum. And uh, only one country which give something new to Kazakhstan in terms of uh, development of wine culture was the USSR, Soviet Union. And of course, as you know, Soviet Union only give the bad things to wine culture because it's uh, quantities, 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 no quality at all. And uh, one more thing, it's that uh, um, Soviet Union focus on uh, uh, strange style. Uh, Soviet Union decided that Kazakhstan should be a uh, producer of uh, sparkling wine and uh, of uh, spirits, like uh, Kazakhstanian cognac, of course it's brandy, but anyway. So the people used to drink this kind of stuff, cheap, semi-sweet, mainly, or sparkling, or spirits. So if uh, you produce one of these styles, you will be more than successful because uh, the population, which is old, they drink this kind of stuff. So the most uh, strong countries in terms of uh, wine inside the Kazakhstan market are Moldova, Georgia, Ukraine, 
is like the maybe top uh, top three. Also the local. And if we speak about the modern wine countries, it's of course Italy. So you told that uh, there are not too much Italian producers. It is true. But uh, if we speak about the whole market, Italian Italians have a like very huge presence on the market and uh, all the people who think that they understand what is wine all of them drink italy uh try to guess which italy what do you think which yeah definitely we will have a big gap between the cheap wines and the very high-end wines yeah 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 absolutely absolutely correct uh due to this reason that there are natural resources uh, in Kazakhstan, we have conspicuous consumption. So people, even if they don't have money to buy expensive wines, they want to buy expensive uh, wines to show off. So it's very easy to sell cheap wines uh, for both for those of you who who produce wine. If if you if you have wine like uh, one to five euro range, uh, you will be. And if the wine is tasty, of course, you will be successful on the market. You just need to enter it. Uh, if you produce the wine which costs more than uh, 60, 80, 100 euro, you will be successful because consumption working in uh, Kazakhstan fantastically. We have the sommeliers who go to their uh, consumers and uh, told them like, hey man, take this wine and you will be happy and sold out. That's okay. So you need to, to make connection with the, you know, with the sommeliers. So uh, is there a reason why uh, is, uh, the most in, in French wines in Kazakhstan are Italian and not maybe French or Spanish? You know, for me, uh, it's also a good question. For me, uh, of course, Kazakhstan is a part of not part of Russia because I, I sounds like a bad guy in, in this term, like Putin. Uh, but uh, in, in terms of Soviet Union, it's a uh, part of uh, Soviet Union. So we have Russian speaking community, a lot of people. And for Russian speaking community, Italy is the, is, is a heaven, basically, because even Pinot Grigio sounds like uh, something fantastic. And if we sp speak a lot of uh, uh, Italian culture in Russian speaking world, uh, people, people love Italy. It's, it's really so. So you come to, if you come, uh, have you ever been in uh, Almaty or Nur Sultan? Some of you, somebody of you. Uh, when you come, you can see that there are local restaurants, Italian restaurant, local restaurant, Georgian restaurant, Italian restaurant, and that's all. So it's very easy to Italians to come to the market because uh, the base, uh, the fundament is also there, uh, already there. The problem, uh, we speak that uh, more then half of population are Muslim. More of uh, more than half of population lives outside of the big cities, and also the problem uh, with taxation. Like in Russia, if uh, you send the wine uh, exceller for five euro in Kazakhstan, it will be fifteen or twenty. And if we speak about restaurant, it could be easily thirty or forty euro per bottle, and it's crazy. So people have no money, normal people, and the wine is very expensive. So when Italians come to uh, to Almaty, they don't drink uh, Italian wine because it's not possible. It's very expensive. But in terms of building the image of your wineries, it's good because uh, you sold the wine for a very high price there. And you feel like, wow, uh, could I do this uh, inside Italy, please, again? So this is the, like, the cons, the minuses. And now let's start speaking about something good. This is, it's, it's, uh, it's also not good. This is a traditional style uh, partying in um, Kazakhstan. It's uh, everything about cons conspicuous consumption. So when somebody are 
married, uh, birthday, any celebration, you gather all the people who you know and who you don't know. And uh, you make uh, the toy. Toy is a beautiful celebration. So you spend all your money to make your guests happy. And uh, if you come uh, to the right place, to the right sommelier who work on these toys, you can s sell your wine easily, all of your wine, because uh, it could be 1,000 people and they drink a lot. Uh, they drink whole day from the morning to the evening. Of course, this uh, looks not, not very premium, but when we speak about rich people, it looks like this. So this is the Rixus, it's an event which we organize and uh, we sell a lot of wine there. Basically, uh, all, uh, all importers who sell their wine to this toy, they are out of stock with the, with the wines. So it's, it's beautiful. It could be like that. And this is the examples of wine to give you an, uh, an overview of the market, which is very easy to sell. So we have uh, for five euro we have uh, Georgian wine for ten euro uh, semi sweet uh, Spanish wine for three hundred euro we have Sasikaya and three hundred euro is very cheap for Kazakhstan. Mm -hmm. Then we have California and then for for the persons from the government they drink this kind of wine. So Kazakhstan is ready for all your products and all the price ranges. We have also the speaking about Italy. We have the men who produce the wine. It's the prime uh, financial minister of Kazakhstan, uh, Zeynullah Kimjanov. He has his own winery, and uh, guess who is the winemaker and who is consulting uh, in terms of wine growing? It's Donato Lanatti and Mario Frigoni, so Italians. So the style of the wine is uh, more or less they trying to be Italian. So again. The market is ready for Italy. And we have uh, developing wine culture. So this is the wine festival. It looks more or less European. So if you thought about Kazakhstan like a rural country, yes, but we are developing. So uh, this, uh, this was the slide about Kazakhstan. And now why you need to enter the Kazakhstan market? I told you a lot of bad things about Kazakhstan in terms of business. So not too much people, uh, not too much money. Mm, there are a lot of different minuses. But what is a plus? Why I switch from Russia, from St. Petersburg to Almaty? Because Almaty and Kazakhstan is uh, at center, a heart of the Great Steppe. Great Steppe is a huge plateau which starts almost from uh, from uh, Pacific Ocean and goes to Austria, to Leitaberg Mountain in uh, Burgenland. So. Historically, this place was the uh, boiling pot for different culture, for trade, for everything. And uh, if you can enter the Kazakhstan market, you are neighboring countries like Uzbekistan, Kyrgyzstan, and uh, Western China, Eastern Russia, Azerbaijan, Mongolia. And all of these countries are not developed yet in terms of wine. So if I ask you a question, which part of the world is the most undeveloped in terms of wine culture. Because if we speak about Northern or Southern uh, America, it's developed. If we speak about uh, Oceania, it's developed. Eastern Asia and Western Asia, developed. Maybe Northern northern part of or Central part of Africa is not developed. But again, that Central Asia is one of the exactly places uh, which uh, you can focus now and uh, receive some, uh, some profit uh, later. So one week ago, we organized the sommelier competition 
and our partners, our friends, not partners, our friends from Uzbekistan came. And if we speak about Uzbekistan, it's not a Muslim country. It's uh, they drink wine. And the main city is Tashkent. And one Tashkent is five million people. So when people from Tashkent come to Almaty, they see what we drink and they think, aha, then we need also to take the wine to our country. So for me, uh, why I'm standing here, I want to give you an idea that uh, maybe in terms of money, the market of Kazakhstan is not good. But in terms of uh, promotion and in terms of growing together, it could be very interesting because, uh, yeah, again, the neighboring countries are bigger in terms of population than uh, than Kazakhstan, than Almaty. Italian Wine Podcast, brought to you by Mama Jumbo Shrimp. Uh, now we have in Kazakhstan more or less 10 uh, good importers who import also Italian wine. And uh, I'm like a president of Kazakhstan Sommelier Association can uh, um, help you to, to find the correct one. Uh, also, what we do, how to enter Kazakhstan market. There are three words to, to answer. Uh, write me message. I have my contacts and I can help you with this. And also I have my own import company, small, and how we work. So for instance, you can contact me, you can send a small amount of wine, we will buy it, it's not, not for free, we will buy it. And if we will be happy with the wine, then we will stay it, I will, I will leave it for myself. If I'm not happy with the wine or you're not happy with me, then I will help you with some contacts. Yeah, we do it uh, quite often. Now, uh, if, if you know, we do it with uh, Pantina Tola, for instance, uh, from Abruzzo and uh, from uh, with some wineries in Spain and in France. We, we work with Le Grand Chat de France from France. So if you are interested in, you can uh, easily contact me. I'm always uh, answer very, very, very long, but finally I, I do. Yeah. And this is uh, this is the Almaty, and uh, this is the beautiful destination for those who are uh, skiing or snowboarding. Because the Alps are beautiful, but Alps are, I think, only three thousand five hundred or more or less, yeah, four thousand. And these mountains are almost six thousand meters. So there are few uh, ski and uh, mountain resorts, and people come uh, from India to to ski from uh, all basically from all over the asian part uh, of the world and uh, they drink the wine of course and they can see your wine and the people from china also people from china comes basically everywhere but uh, also uh, also to almaty to skiing this is our sommelier competition also, what we do, if you are interested, you can send the wine to uh, to Kazakhstan and we uh, make like Italian wine weeks. So in the morning, we teach sommeliers what is Italian wine. Because for me, I'm a professional educator. And for me, it's the easiest way to sell something is to teach about it. So when we first time uh, speak about, uh, I don't know, maybe uh, Sardinia, about Vermentina di Galura, people like it. Now we speak about anything else and people start asking if, uh, importers, are there on the market? And if not, importers start thinking, okay, sommeliers ask, then we need to, uh, to, to take it from Italy. That's uh, more or less so. And uh, you can see that uh, it's beautiful. 
we also love Italian water and they are partnering us. And uh, this is the photo from the last uh, sommelier competition. So it looks quite nice. And uh, if you, frankly speaking, frankly speaking, I, I, I remember, frankly speaking, uh, if you choose the correct person uh, in terms of Kazakhstan, you will, uh, you will be more than happy. Uh, don't expect uh, huge sales, but expect the promotion, promotion and promotion. So we do competition every year. We do Italian wine weeks every year. We do uh, different academies uh, of uh, different grape varieties, etc., etc. And if you have a previous uh, bad experience with some uh, importers from Kazakhstan, forget about it because uh, now there are companies who are really good. And Iche uh, helps us a lot and uh, connect with uh, those importers who are more interesting. So we have uh, like Montebianco company, which is uh, very dynamic and you, you can write it down. It's like Mont Blanc. Uh, and we also have uh, uh, Eco Trade company, uh, which is also focused on uh, good Italian wine selection. And we have uh, Alma Wine Company. Alma, it's an apple. No, and Almaty is the birthplace of apples and of probably of cider. We, we hope so. Uh, so these uh, three companies um, very active in terms of uh, sales of Italian wines. So yeah, um, highlighting everything for me. Uh, what is Kazakhstan? I told you. Why do you need to enter? Not only because of Kazakhstan, but because of the huge territorial neighboring Kazakhstan. And uh, if you need any promotion, you can uh, write me uh, a message, and we can discuss how it's possible to do. Of course, it uh, it will not be for free, but uh, you know, it, it it will work definitely if you if you start and if the wine is good. So, are there any questions? I don't know. Thank you very much, Artem, for yeah. the very interesting presentation. Does anybody have any question? No, I just did not want to, you know, to speak a lot of information very slowly because uh, everybody's sleeping. So, I just want uh, wanted to give you an overview. What is it and how is it? Uh, and in terms of technical details, uh, the Kazakhstan is the same like Russia. So, if you work with Russia, the documentation is the same. Everything is the same. Kazakhstan and Russia are the same uh, customs union. And also, um, also the... Um, uh, Uzbekistan. So if your wine come to, to Almaty, it's easier to send it to Uzbekistan to try. So you can think that uh, Kazakhstan could be like your hub in terms of, uh, in terms of further promotion. I have a question. Mm -hmm. How is the on trade and off trade market perceived in Kazakhstan? Do you find, um, high end labels in the off trade? Yeah, thank you. It's a very good question. I forget to put the slide in, in, in the presentation. So, uh, in terms of uh, supermarket sales and uh, un unspecialized shops, uh, it's only possible to sell the wine with beautiful labels and very cheap. And uh, it's better if it will be semi-sweet. So, the Primitivos uh, goes very well. Negra Amara and Susumaniela, no. Uh, in terms of uh, Veneta, like all Ripasso, all Apricimento goes very well. Uh, Abruzzo with residual sugar goes very well. People uh, who buy the wine in supermarket, they don't like acidity at all. If your wine is acidic, forget about supermarket. Uh, if your wine has residual sugar, if your wine is very aromatic, that's okay. That's good. For me, uh, it's a disaster that we still didn't have on the market uh, Lacrima di Morra or 
this kind of stuff, different aromatic red malvasias, we still don't have. We have, but only a few, quite a few. But uh, people like it. People drink it one time and ask uh, to, like, could I buy the bottle? And if we're speaking about the restaurants, there are uh, huge chains of Italian restaurants. They sell their wines uh, kind of um, like Canti. Uh, and uh, Asti is also very, very famous, uh, and uh, this kind of price category and style. And if we speak about specialized shops and uh, restaurants, yeah, I'm like a president of Kazakhstan Sommelier Association. I'm trying to teach sommeliers to sell the good wines. So, for instance, you don't you do not need to uh, to have anything to to sell the Sesikaya because Sesikaya sells them uh, it, itself. But uh, we try to give people some new products. Unfortunately for me, I'm very big fan of Barola and Barbaresca and Taurazi, very big fan. And uh, in Kazakhstan, it's very difficult product because it's acidic. It's, uh, it has a lot of uh, on the nose, um, non-fruit character, more more focused on like uh, on uh, spices and uh, and other things. So it's very easy to sell. But uh, Amarone goes very well. Uh, Brunellos and Super Tuscany goes very well. Uh, Marke become more popular, more and more popular, and uh, you can be happy. Uh, in terms of percents, uh, expensive wines sells only in specialized shops and in restaurants, and in terms of cheap wines, only in supermarkets. And supermarkets are very bad working. So don't think about the supermarkets in Kazakhstan. Now they start doing something, but for instance, uh, you know Metro? So the Metro closed their wine uh, import, their own wine import, because they import only disgusting wines and uh, could not sell it and uh, tell that people are not ready. But some some chains are, are successful. Thank you. Otherwise. Does anybody have another? Yes, we have a question. I have two questions. One of them is about, is there a trend about sparkling wines in Kazakhstan? And the second question, is there some sensibility regarding, let's say, sustainable wines as a, as a whole category? So including organic, biodynamic, natural wines, etc. Very good question. Thank you. Uh, I will uh, say that, you know, when you throw the stone to the water, the rings very slowly goes uh, different directions. So when some uh, sommelier or some wine trader throw the stone in the water in London, it goes to France, then it goes to Eastern Europe, then it goes to Moscow, and finally it goes to Almaty. So here, organic, sustainable, biodynamic, I think is booming, more or less. Yeah? Am I correct? In Russia, definitely. Because I was in Moscow one month ago, it's crazy. They have wine trading companies who work only with natural wines. Only with natural wines. In Kazakhstan, we're now in, um, uh, in the direction that people searching for green label. It's, it's not very trendy, but they're searching. If you have two bottles, uh, of course, organic wine will be more successful. Uh, but natural wine, biodynamic wine, it's not yet there. I'm drinking, uh, some sommeliers drinking, but normal consumer uh, afraid of it and will not buy a bottle. And if the bottle are slightly funky, forget about the sales. One time, especially if I, I have a lot of clients from uh, like the top 50 Forbes of Kazakhstan, if I for one time uh, sold them the bottle with some funkiness, there will not be more more friendship between us. And um, speaking about the trends, yes, sparkling wine is a trend. 
uh, low alcohol wine is a trend. Now more and more often uh, people start to ask zero alcohol wine uh, and also kosher wine. For me, it's very strange why kosher in Kazakhstan, but okay, why not? Uh, so, yeah, sparkling, sparkling wine growing and uh, uh, beer growing and the spirits are going down. Why? Because the people from Soviet Union, like uh, the age of uh, my my parents and grandparents, they become unfortunately older and they can drink as much as they used to of spirits. And they switch to the uh, to the lower alcohol beverage and to wine, of course. So wine is trendy. Uh, when I first time came to Kazakhstan, I told uh, to local people that uh, we will see in few years that Vinatex wine shops and restaurants will opening uh, soon, and now it's booming. And especially we have normal situation with COVID now, and uh, everything working more or less normally. And uh, I see like one once a month somebody opens some wine place. It's good, booming now. Yeah. Yes, we have one question. Artem, I have a question. Um, uh, the e-commerce is, uh, has restrictions in uh, Kazakhstan or is uh, open? And the one more, how is the consumption has changed uh, after the COVID time? I mean, is, are there any changes in the wine consumption that this period? Let's start from 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 uh, from the consumption after COVID time. Uh, as uh, my friends, all of my friends, and me personally, like a trader, we sell more during the COVID times than before it was uh, it was strange because uh, before covid we spent all the efforts to sell and it was difficult in during the covid people have nothing to do and they're drinking all the time and we just send the wines and the wine out of stock out of stock it was very good now it uh, becomes uh, back to, to normality so the sales going down unfortunately <laughs> so it's a strange situation but uh, of course it's good for, for the people uh, and uh, the wine becomes more expensive and the people switch from the categories down. So if they drink Brunello, now they drink Rosso di Montalcino. If they drink Amarone, now they will drink Ripasso and etc. So they start drinking more, but cheaper. And uh, they start to drink uh, at home more. So the sales of uh, wine glasses also doubled during the COVID. It's, it's also interesting. And what was the first question about, about e-commerce? Uh, it's prohibited, of course, but uh, anybody cares. You can uh, go to the internet and uh, on Russian language write buy the wine, like kupit vino Valmati, buy the wine in Almaty, and you will find uh, the internet, uh, in, how to say, internet shops, internet shops which can sell you the wine, you can pay, and they will uh, deliver it to your home. So it's officially prohibited, but it works. And also, I have my own mobile app. You can go to App Store and download it. It's disgustingly bad, but it's because I do it on my own money. And uh, now we're fixing it a little bit. I hope I need um, one, two years to, to, to make it work uh, good. But you can, you can download it. It's working very badly, but working. So it's, it's also prohibited, but you know that Kazakhstan is the place where everything is possible. I, I hope they not 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 listening to me. Quanto è possibile vendere metodo classico di buon prezzo, diciamo medio alto, in Kazakistan? Ho capito italiano, ma no, no, He was asking about the classical traditional method wines in Kazakistan. 
what is the price range uh, and what is the possibility uh, imported from here? In terms of uh, traditional methods, uh, it's very difficult. People don't understand it. So even champagne is a tricky category. So people uh, with great pleasure spend a lot of money for Prosecco. Uh, expensive Prosecco, but uh, with the traditional method could be difficult. And uh, French Accorta is dead on the market. We only have one producer of French Accorta, uh, Antica Fratta. It, it, it was Bella Vista also and uh, something else, but not now. Because it's uh, the price range of Champagne. Champagne is difficult, other is also difficult. Um, Ferrari feels very good, like Trenta Doc, easy, more more mild style, I would like to say. So it's it's possible. But Prosecco is booming. And uh, some, like from Emilia Romagna, some mild sparklers are also very good. Of course, historically, Soviet Union uh, and after of Soviet Union era drinks a lot of Lambrusca. So it's also the Sharma method. Uh, so, yeah, traditional method difficult. It's only for the people of, uh, from the high... From, from the government, they like to drink traditional method. So uh, all the import uh, companies, they have minimum one brand of uh, Prosecco in their portfolio, minimum. Somebody have three, four. Even me, I have uh, one. I'm thinking about the second because uh, Prosecco, like everywhere in the world, is uh, very, very famous. So you need to have Prosecco, Primitivo, and Pinot Grigio, and maybe Sauvignon from somewhere, and then you, you are alive. You can sell the wine. And in Prosecco, what is the trend? Do people prefer something dry, brut, extra dry? Classical extra dry style. And Cartizza so is, uh, is uh, difficult to sell. Uh, and if you give the people uh, Prosecco Brut, you will not buy again. They will not buy again. So only extra dry. Maybe some drier style of dry Prosecco, maybe. But mainly extra dry. So I see that there are no more questions. So thank you for your time. Thank you again that you come. I, I, I will show you my, my, my contact. So I can, it's, it's not very good to see it's here, but you can find me on uh, social net networks and uh, Instagram on Facebook, like Artum Swan. Like not uh, my, my name uh, writes Artem, but uh, in some transcriptions it's Artum. And Swan is like Lebedev. Swan is uh, uh, on Russian language is Lebed, so like oh, okay. Artem Swan. And uh, my email is Artem Swan uh, dog gmail .com. And uh, and I get, I did not give my number, but you can you can send the email or or write an Instagram maybe. I don't know how it's used. More more useful for you. Okay. You can ask me after and uh, take my contacts and uh, my WhatsApp number. Again, if you if if it, don't be uh, how to say it, I hope you. I will not insult you because I will. Uh, I can answer for three, four days, one week. But finally, I, I will answer definitely. That's it. Thank, thank you, you very much. much and thank you. We 
hope you enjoyed today's episode brought to you by the Wine to Wine Business Forum 2022. This year will mark the ninth edition of the forum to be held on November 7th and 8th, 2022 in Verona, Italy. Remember, tickets are on sale now. So for more information, please visit us at winetowine.net. I'm Joy Livingston, and I am the producer of the Italian Wine Podcast. Thank you for listening. We are the only wine podcast that has been doing a daily show since the pandemic began. This is a labor of love, and we are committed to bringing you free content every day. Of course, this takes time and effort, not to mention the cost of equipment, production, and editing. We would be grateful for your donations, suggestions, requests, and ideas. For more information on how to get in touch, go to italianwinepodcast.com.